Hello and welcome to Back of the Grid Podcast. It's that time of the week again. I'm Stu Greenwood and I'm joined as always by Tom King. Hello. And Chris Evans. Hello. And we are here this week to shepherd you through the no man's land that has been the first half of the Formula One season (laughs) in 2018. Mm. Um, And we start today with the news that Force India have uh, found a buyer and come out of administration, um, been saved by the stroll patrol. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, it's of good news regardless of who's bought it just because the team's still going to exist, which is great because they're a brilliant team and I think everyone's happy to see them saved in whatever format it may be. Um, what you think of the new buyers is a different question, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do we think of the new buyers? Are we are we gonna go? Do you want, should we go down that road straight away? <laughs> I mean, so obviously Lawrence Stroll is like the headline one because his son is an F one driver, yeah. um, but it's actually like six different guys I think who are all incredibly wealthy, powerful businessmen. Um, yeah. Actually, a lot of them have got um, sort of bits of motorsport in their past as well. One guy had a company that used to sponsor McLaren. Another guy used to run a champ car team, I think it was. Another guy used to be in business with um, Jody Schechter at one point. So, Oh, wow. So yeah, actual, and, proper racers then. Yeah, like I know one guy's, one of them's got a massive car collection and he's got like an incredibly rare Ferrari and stuff like that. Um, and then some of the others have like owned other sports teams in the past, not necessarily motorsports. So it doesn't seem like they're just people with money who are coming in to make a, quick book and then bounce kind of thing yeah it seems like people are actually interested in running a sports team i'm really happy about that you know especially for force india be be, be force india being force india they are like this might sound weird but to me they feel like a formula one team do you know what i mean by that like they feel like a traditional formula one team these days yeah totally it's like them and basically them and williams are kind of the only sort of old school feeling yeah, like proper independent yeah. sort of teams. Yeah. I mean, I guess now VJ Mali is no longer involved. They do exist as a Formula One team and nothing else. And yeah. them and Williams are the only teams left that are like that. Like every other team on the grid has, I mean, it's mostly cars, I guess, but, you know, they all have interests or fizzy drinks elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's nice that those just classic we exist to go racing teams are still there, even if there's only two of them. Yeah, and um, it also does good things for our, um, well, for some of our predictions for the driver market as well, doesn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... I took that punt, didn't I? Oh, yeah. yeah, yes, you, you took a big old punt. Um, I guess that's the question, though, isn't it? Like, do we now expect Lance to go there? I, I can't see why not, really, at the minute. Um like it's hard to see him anywhere else at the minute yeah isn't it um i i can't i can't see why his dad would get so involved in buying an f1 team if that wasn't part of it is to start like a yeah a partnership there but i mean i've seen a lot of people saying like oh lucky 
uh, Lance, he's like, Daddy just goes and buys you an F1 team. And there's definitely a lot more to it than that. Like, yeah, he wouldn't have got where he was as a very successful businessman without making smart, astute decisions. And like, yeah. there's definitely more to this than just I'm buying my son a Formula One seat. But the fact that that probably will happen is like a nice little bonus, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. The, the other thing is, though, as well, like, when we get to Williams, there's certain factors that say that Lance Stroll's not exactly the worst. It's not like he's a terrible pair driver that gets, you know, that produces no results. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's take it's, I mean, it took him a while to sort of find his groove in Formula One, didn't it? Lance Stroll. Yeah, but he, he had a few sort of shaky moments at the beginning of his, uh, yeah, but he, he sort of, improved towards the back end of last season and he's been much better this season I think and that shows when you do like a you know a head to head with Sorokin I know Sorokin's had some bad luck in some scenarios but you know, ultimately Lance is the only one that scored points for what has been a dire Williams car this season so yeah yeah so, that's true. there's something to be said in that I think mm. so uh, is this a good time for us to jump in and sort of start going down the tea, the order of the teams to to sort yeah, of yeah dive into our um, half term school report half term school report yeah so what we're going to do is we are going to go through every team and mention probably every hopefully every driver I would imagine every driver um, and we're going to grade them <laughs> on mm-hmm. their season so far um, a star being you know the 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 best possible grade and let's go down to e <laughs> for um or maybe no we'll go to f f's the f, f feels traditional f feels traditional doesn't it yeah um did they you know in gcse's could you ever get an f in gcse yes uh yes i can definitely confirm from first-hand experience that you can get an f <laughs> oh but you can't anymore because it's all numbers now is it yeah, yeah. Anyway, before we turn into the <laughs> it's a very grades, different podcast, shall we? Shall we do so? <laughs> um, okay, so let's. We, we've sort of we started the top of the show with Force India, so maybe we start with Force India and then we'll go to Williams from there. Yeah, that sure. Makes sense to me. Okay. Okay. Um, so, Force India, high point of the season. <laughs> if you've got one. It's... It's tricky because, if anything, I feel like Force India have been a bit of a disappointment this season. Mm. Like, off the back of their heroics the last couple of years. I mean, I know they've obviously had cash flow problems that have made that very difficult. But, yeah, they've definitely been a little bit disappointing this year. Um, I mean, their low point obviously writes itself. (laughs) Yeah, the, the low point we've probably covered <laughs> um high point though um not to be like moving away from the negative the high point is probably Perez's podium i'd say yeah it's gotta be that was a yeah again it's tricky with races like that because it's you know stroll uh last year getting a podium in azerbaijan was kind of he was in the right yeah. place at the right time but still you have to still be there in a race where people are falling over and that's exactly what perez did and he yeah. mentioned not crashing into his teammate there, which is a big improvement over the previous year. Oh, last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, each other like seven times. <laughs> yeah, I guess not crashing into each other all the time is probably an improvement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, that podium did show they still do have 
a quick car. It's just comparatively not as quick compared to the rest of the field as it has been the last couple of yeah. years, I guess. Well, I think the pro- the problem they've got is not only have they had a probably not sufficient funding for the first time in a while this season, but also, I mean, when have you ever got sufficient funding in Formula One? Probably never, if well, you, yeah. unless you're Mercedes or Ferrari. <laughs> the results they have got have have you know they've gone they've gone okay. Yeah, they've not been terrible by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, just not quite what they've done the last couple of years, I guess. Yeah, that's it. It feels like the, that was what I was saying. So like the momentum they've, they've lost a bit of momentum because of yeah. lack of funding, and probably because that Ferrari engine has suddenly well, not suddenly, over this season, has got better and better and better and better to the point where now it's maybe the class of the field? Yeah, arguably. They definitely don't have, you know, the last few years, if you happen to have a Mercedes engine, you had an instant advantage over yeah. your, all your midfield um, rivals, and that's not so much yeah, a thing anymore, definitely. I guess. Yeah, those days are gone. Those days are absolutely gone. Um, so to do, I think, what they've done with even less than they've had in other seasons this year. You know, you, yeah. you can't complain. They're sixth in the championship on 59 points. Um, they've had a podium with Perez. That's that's more than, you know, Renault have not had a podium. Haas have not had a podium and they're both both in the standings. Um, so it's a team that's still got it, isn't it? For sure. Yeah, I yeah, think totally. their only like issue, I guess, for the rest of the season is whether they will be able to continue development to stay with the other teams because they said that they were obviously because of the administration issues they were they were stopping a lot of development that they had planned so whether this now allows them to maybe carry on with some of that work and stay competitive in that midfield because it'd be unfortunate to see them drop off especially if they resolve this situation of them being able to get the prize money that realistically they'll be entitled to at the end of the season or should be entitled to depending yeah. on how yeah. the vote well, you, goes you hope, yeah you hope they will be so if we're going to give uh, Force India a grade this this uh, um, this, ha- at this half term point what would you give them I think I think I'd probably give them a C C I think a C sounds yeah, fair yeah I think yeah. On, on performance alone and not taking into account like outside factors that have obviously affected the team I'd say C and uh, Perez, where would you rank Perez on his performance? Um, he's having he's, he's having his usual kind of season, isn't he? He's like some good results, some shaky yeah. weekends. He's become um, a bit of a journeyman, hasn't he, Perez? Yeah, he's outdoing his, um, well, only by a point, but he's beating his teammate who is, you know, one of the young guns, young Mercedes driver, yeah. which is, you know, impressive in itself. Um, he's done. I don't think he's out qualifying him, but I think I'm feeling like C's all round. To be honest, at Force India, yeah, yeah. you'd, ma- you'd maybe them. give if if you were really gonna be nitpicky about it, maybe like Perez could have a C plus because of the fact that he managed to be there and grab that podium in Baku. Possibly like a C plus for yeah. Perez, and yeah. possibly a, just a flat C for Ocon. That's I can go I'm with thinking. that, yeah. A flat, a flat C, C. A straight up, distinctly C average flat. C. Okay. <laughs> it's got musical. Um, C flat. I mean, you look at their qualifying results, like Ocon has outdone Perez 9-3 in qualifying. But then if you look at the average gap across the season, it's like 600. Yeah. So they're clearly both getting wow. the maximum out of that car. Yeah. Wow. That is impressive. 
maybe maybe they deserve more than a C. Maybe. But let's leave it there. We can't stick with C's all around. Yeah, we can't spend the whole hour <laughs> deliberating what force <laughs> India Grey we're going to give. Because we have to move on to Williams. The logical thing to do would be to move on to Williams. Oh, since, since the Stroll Patrol are taking over at Force India. Um, Williams, Williams, Williams. Where do you start with Williams? Williams. Mm. I mean, usually at the back of the grid, Chris. Yeah, it's not <laughs> yeah. good at all, is it? They, they appear to be finding solutions to the problems they've got, which is a good sign. But it's all very, very slow, really, at the minute, isn't it? It's not. Yeah, well, they had a huge aero problem, didn't they, with their yeah. diffuser for a long yeah. time? That it took them a long time to get to the bottom of. Um, but then you look at you look at their results, and they're not improving. Like, other than that no, eighth well, place got... that Lance Stroll picked up, it's like front to back of the season is all like fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenths. Yeah, only four points yeah. all season. For all, the team. all gathered by Stroll. Uh, all of them from Stroll. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the concern now is that if Lawrence and Lance jump ship and take all their money with them, like I don't see how it gets yeah. better for yeah. them either. Where does that leave Williams? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it leaves Williams as a B team from Mercedes. That's well, yeah. This is the thing, isn't it? I mean, they always like to say that they are very. You know they're financially stable and they're not concerned about the future, or whatever. But then again, everyone says that, and then forcing yeah. goes into administration out of nowhere. So yeah, exactly. Um, so grades, great. Shall we? Shall we jump straight into the grades for for Williams rather than <laughs> sort of dwelling too much on how yeah. poorly they're performing? It's got to be low. Yeah. It's got to be. I don't know. E yeah. maybe is is pretty I, bad. I, I I think an E. It's bad. I don't think I, I can quite yeah. bring myself to give them an F. No, no, I can't either. I, I can't I, quite give them an F. I think the thing that uh, stops me e. giving them... Go for an E from yeah, the heart. I think the thing that stops me giving them the F at the minute is the fact that there is definite signs of improvement starting to come through in more recent results. So it's it's getting better in the performance of the car. Obviously, it's still got a long way to go, but yeah. clearly things yeah. are starting to come together. So it's not quite an F, but yeah. 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 Okay. So Lance Stroll, mm-hmm. how what we giving Lance? He's a tricky one, old Lance, isn't he? He's a really He's tricky one. I'm not a huge Lance Stroll mm-hmm. fan, as you may be aware. <laughs> um, he has. He seems to have flashes of talent. He has flashes of just... okayness. He doesn't have flashes <laughs> of brilliance. He has flashes of being fulfilling the prerequisite requirement of a Formula One driver to I, me. He doesn't have... I think when you're comparing <laughs> him directly to his teammate, you've got to score him, in my opinion, higher than Sorokin because Sorokin seems yeah, to I have agree. struggled with a poor car alongside the adjustment to F1. Obviously, Sorokin's the only person left on the grid now with no points. Um and generally speaking, Lance has been finishing ahead of him in races and in race performances, as is evident by the fact that he got points Sorokin's on only, a few occasions. Yeah, Sorokin's only beaten him on track when they've both finished yeah. three times all season. Yeah, Sorokin's the only driver who doesn't have a point. Yeah, he's he's potentially ruining a brilliant stat as well, because if he scores a point, it'll be the only F1 season ever where every single driver has scored a point, and he's yeah. ruining that. Come on, and I can't Jay. see it happening either. Get it, Get it together, man. Well, his best finish this season has been a 14th, and that was at Great Britain. Um, at yeah. Obviously. 
Yeah. Which um, raises lots of retirements. But I think both, so both, right, right, grades, grades, grades. Come on, I'm looking, stroll. I'm going to say a D for stroll and an E for stroll. Yeah. D and an E. So, I could Tom, agree with that. Um, yeah. It's difficult when they're in a terrible cool. car. Okay. <laughs> to give them much more. Yeah, it is. Di- I mean, it is difficult, but I just, I just think if you put either of those drivers in the Mercedes, would they no. win the championship? I don't know that Probably they would. Probably not. I don't think they would. Certainly. Um, no. Anyway, moving on. Shall we go to Sauber? Yeah. Let's. Let's let's uh, let's cheer this podcast up a little bit because we've been <laughs> we've been quite down so far. Um, Sauber, Sauber, Sauber. So Sauber are having a, a more of a. Obviously, they're not top of the <laughs> top of the standings by any stretch of the imagination they're, they're a lot higher than you would have thought they would have been though yeah exactly so um and that's largely thanks to a certain monogast driver yeah um, by the almost name of charles leclerc entirely in fact yeah bar um, one race at great britain where ericsson scored <laughs> where it, i wanted to say where ericsson scored his maiden points there, but i don't think that's quite <laughs> doing him justice no. yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, so, so the, it, largely helped by the Ferrari engine, I think this year. So it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Like how much more they could have done the last few years had they had an up-to-date engine. It's like when you look at them now with a current engine, it's no wonder they were at the back for yeah. the last few years because they were using year-old machinery. It's mm. amazing what a difference something like that makes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I almost feel like the Ferrari connection isn't playing that big a part either because it's like that's quite a fresh link up like obviously the it will make a difference but i don't think you can say oh this is because of ferrari like this is down to a lot of very hard smart work on their part i think yeah and there's a there's the new guy isn't there um the new team boss what's his name uh, yeah. Frederick Vasseur. Vasseur, Fred Vasseur. Yeah, that's the yeah. fella. He's uh, had a, he's made a huge impact, I think, on the team. <clears throat> yeah, um, he's um. You wouldn't like to get on the wrong side of him, would you? He d- no. seems like he doesn't take he, much crap. Yeah, he looks like a scary bloke. So we won't say too much about him because if he ever listens to this, he'll probably come round our house, <laughs> and kneecap all of us. But... <laughs> hey, I've got nothing but good things to say about him. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, so, shall we give him a grade? Yeah. Um, I'm saying C. I'm almost tempted to go for a B because they're just going. B. As as a team, they've been a, a little bit of a surprise package, and the improvement that they've had from recent years of just been trundling around at the back almost. I'd be sort of I'm I'm in like C plus territory of this is quite a, this is quite yeah. a good sort of season for them, generally speaking, so yeah. far. If they were beating like Toro Rosso or McLaren in the table, then a B maybe. But let's not forget they're still ninth of ten. So let's go. Let's go yeah, C plus. Yes. Yeah, yeah. C plus is fair, definitely. Uh, what about Charles? What are we gonna? Get, what what grade are we giving Charles Leclerc? Um, I, I think mean, he's he, been fantastic, hasn't he? He's been top draw. He's done. He's shown some amazing skill behind the wheel as well. I'm. It took him a little bit of getting his eye yeah. in. I think he had yeah. a few. His first few races were pretty ropey. Um, then he had that sixth place in Azerbaijan and that just kind of yeah, just turned him on, didn't he? Just like <laughs> that same race, alight. That race was just out. Yeah, insane, I, I wanted to sort of um, stick B plus around this somewhere. Yeah, I can go with that. Yeah. yeah. B plus, the, okay. the The maturity that he's shown to 
after initially looking like he was unable to find the pace that he'd shown in other series, to then sit down, understand the data, understand the car, understand what he was doing that was effectively slowing him down, and then make the adjustments and whether it's, you know, set up or driving style or both, he's done a little bit of everything. I think to show that maturity in your first season and be as dominant against an experienced teammate in the sport as he is being at the moment, regardless of what you think of Ericsson's skill level, like he's been around the sport a long time. So I think that that goes a long way to helping boost Charles Leclerc's um, rating for me up to the B plus profile. Yeah. 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 Um, So speaking of Ericsson, what shall we give Ericsson then? Because obviously, um, you, you, you first you have to beat your teammate. There's your main competition, and he's getting absolutely trounced by his teammate. Ericsson is. He's that. You know what? We're quite hard on him. He's actually not having a terrible season. If you look at his results, like he's been in the points three times this yeah. season. Um, was mm. all it was all fairly early on in the season, but um, I, I don't know. I I don't want to be too harsh on him because, I, like you say, Chris, I don't think he's doing a bad job. It's just that. His teammate is, you know, he's the potential next superstar, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? He's he's got yeah. a very difficult teammate to contend with. Um, one one very damning statistic is that he's um, losing nine three on qualifying, and the average gap oh, is over half a yeah. second in qualifying. Yeah, well, that's which it, is that drops you bad. That drops one grade straight away for me. In so fact, whatever the base I level is for him, he's just gone down one. <sighs> I was going to say that's the highest gap on the grid, and then I saw Toro Rosso. Yeah, we'll get, yeah, to that that's a big we'll get to those. Okay. So, um, what am I going to give Ericsson? It's a tricky one. It is a tricky one. I think he's no higher than a D. For me. I think a D as well. That yeah. half a second gap has yeah. knocked him down for me. I think yeah, a D. Okay. I yeah, could cool. must try. I can agree with that. <laughs> okay, Toro Rosso. Then, would you like to know that qualifying gap now? Yes, please. Uh, so Hartley is nine three down on a Gasly in qualifying, and Hartley is an average of one point three seconds slower. Oh, really? Across the first wow. half of this season, is that yeah. is that to do with engine situation or probably can't have helped, but because there's obviously yeah. it's a it's a car that lacks stability on the engine front so it's very difficult to compare two teammates when yeah you have a but lot that, of that that does in only take into account sessions where they both set a yeah. time so right well still not if great that's though. the case then yeah um hartley of course down in 19th in the standings with only two points um that's sort and... of been blowing hot and cold haven't they Toro Rosso? um well, they yeah. had that fourth in Bahrain, didn't they? Yeah, um, and then what? Well, they had another good result, didn't they? Recently, um, oh, sixth in the last race, wasn't it in Hungary? Yeah, Hungary. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, as you say, hot and cold. It makes you wonder how. Looking at the results of the two teammates, you've got to wonder how much of that is Gasly and how much is the car. Um, mm. How much is it Gasly out driving that Honda engine? Because as we said last week, however much they yeah. say positive about that, it's still a dog of an engine. Yeah. Yeah, um, obviously a huge positive for the team was the fourth place in Bahrain. Um, yeah, that was an incredible result. Yeah, low point for the team crashing into each other at China, surely. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, that's the one. That's the boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
somehow both still finished that race just in bits. <laughs> yeah, just in smaller pieces. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if, um, we, if we had to give a grade to Toro so this season so far, what would it? Be? It's tough. <laughs> it is tough. Mm. The, the, I almost. They're so hot and cold that it makes it. It does make it very tough. I feel I'm going like... to say. Oh, go on. I, well, I, just, I just feel like the I feel like the hot streaks, or you can't really call it a streak, the hot parts that they have gone have not maybe not been hot off, enough, often in hot enough, often enough. No, yeah, yeah. I can go with that. And, Given they're and, supposedly a manufacturer team, yeah, but they're the, they're, they're a works exactly. Team. And when you compare <laughs> yeah. them to the teams above them. You've got sort of McLaren, Force India, and Haas all above them, who are all in the fifties and sixties points wise. You know they're all twice as far in front of them, more or less, because Toro Rosso are on twenty-eight points, I think it is. So twenty-eight, yeah, like nearly everybody's at least twice as far in front of them, Um, and you know they're in danger of being caught by Sauber to a degree, especially if the forced penalties from all engine updates start happening where they're starting further back that's only going to make things worse for them so what do they give Sauber <laughs> did anyone note that down yeah I've got uh, them all I've, Sauber C plus C plus for Sauber I, I think d- to me despite Toro Rosso being ahead of them in the points they should be rated lower than Sauber so something like a, a D You've basically taken those words right out of my mouth. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. I think a D is absolutely fair. The fact that just Sauber the fact are that to be close work. to them. Yeah. And they're yeah, supposed to be a works team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Gasly, what are we, what we giving Gasly? Has Gasly done enough to, to raise the bar above a D for, for himself? I think Gasly a C, yeah. I think. I think yeah. that when he's been given opportunities, he's made the most out of them. Um Hungary being a prime example, he's driving the wet yeah. and his well, his qualifying in the wet was awesome. Yeah. Um yeah. and he was he was the one that picked up the fourth in Bahrain, was it? Yes he was, so, yeah. Yes he was. Like he's he's so, done the best the cars enabled him to, which I think is what a C should be as a benchmark. Yeah. Okay, I, f- I feel like more than a C, you know. I feel like a C plus, maybe. C plus. Let's, I give, go it, for, let's yeah. give him a plus. Let's agree him to a plus for the the wet drive in Hungary. Yeah. Okay, and Hartley, I, I reckon maybe a D minus for Hartley, or maybe even an E. Mm. But we've got Sorokin as our E benchmark, and yeah, and he's probably been he's not done that much bit better, better than Sorokin. It's but... so hard because I like the guy, I really like Brandon Hartley, but uh, D I minus. Mean, I can't yeah. bring myself to go lower than that. D I minus. think okay, D minus. That's about right. I think okay. So we'll move. We'll yeah. move swiftly on then to uh, everybody's <laughs> favourite team McLaren yeah yeah <laughs> Zach Brown claims the team <laughs> <laughs> Zach Brown bit, claims bit meter bit meter um, oh dear I mean well, where do you start with McLaren I think cutting a hole in the top of your car is probably a low point <laughs> to cool it down like, yeah <laughs> I mean let's face it this season was supposed to be them switching to a Renault engine because they had one of the best cars on the grid and the Honda engine was <laughs> holding them back. They've switched to Renault engine and they are the slowest of the Renault teams by some margin. Yeah. Which is just terrible, isn't it, really? 
Yeah, I mean, they had a relatively positive start. You know, Alonso, fifth in Australia, then he had a run of seventh places from Bahrain through China yeah. and Azerbaijan. Alonso's had a decent... They're at least picking up points fairly regularly. Yeah, Alonso's had a yeah. decent run of point finishes. Um, Stoffel's had a little bit less luck, I think, when it comes to some of the reliability and, and things like that. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And let's it's... not forget Fredo Fredo Gate as well. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's got to be a low point as well. Fredo's. Yeah, that's the ultimate low point. Um, is there a high point for McLaren this season? They're doing. I mean, are they doing any? Where did they finish last season? In the end, were they ninth last season? At the end of the yes, yeah. at the end of the season, I think they were. Weren't they? So Sadly, they I think. Sadly, I think the high point was that first race when Alonso picked up fifth and said, "This will be our yeah. worst, yeah, worst race of the season." Yeah, yeah. That that comes oh, aged well, has no. it? Goodness. Now we can fight. Yeah, with in Australia and in Haas these particular circumstances. <laughs> yeah. I think it's an E for me for McLaren. An E. Oh, such expectation though. I think they should I'm be doing that much it. much better. Yeah, I think that yeah. this again comes back to like why, despite table standings, you rate them you know, based on expectation as well as actual performance and what you expect from a team yeah. of that size with the names involved and the management involved the money. and the money, the money as well. going yeah. into it. Yeah. Like, these, they should be doing so much better. So much yeah. better. It's, things yeah. are going awfully pear-shaped at the moment, aren't they, at McLaren? It feels, <sighs> it feels like, like bad to worse sometimes, isn't it? a lot of mess yeah. in that company. It, it needs, it really needs some... I don't, I don't know who this is, and I've said this before probably on here, but it needs someone to go in and just fix it properly. Yeah. And like, it needs, it, they need like a whole, they need to wipe the slate clean at the top almost and just yeah. get someone in there who's got the power to to give it, them a direction. They're all at sea. They feel like, it feels like they're lost at yeah, sea. It, at we need like a, a motorsport equivalent of like Gordon Ramsay to go in and just like <laughs> tell yeah. them everything that's wrong and Winston yell at them. swear at them. Winston Winston Wolf to go around there and just <laughs> Yeah. Um so Alonso, shall we grade Alonso then? Now we've um, now given McLaren the, the E as a baseline for the team. Alonso um, yeah, you gotta bear in mind Alonso's racing pretty much every weekend this year. Yeah. So yeah, he's probably a bit shattered by now. Is and I know he's had, he's definitely had enough, hasn't he? He's bored of driving this Formula One car. Yeah, and but he is still getting. You feel like he's still getting everything out of that car every he's, weekend. Don't he's you? got to be it's, the one of the most successful teammate comparison battles as well. When you compare, oh, it's the the two like you know on on all all fronts, it's a whitewash like qualifying finishes, the amount of points it's twelve nil in qualifying. Yeah, um, I think it's he's, he's finished six ahead where they both finished. Is that right? I think. I believe that's yeah, right. Yeah, um, forty-four points to eight, and he's beat him every. Se- he's, he's he's never finished behind his teammate in a race this season either. No, he has. He has. Yeah, twice. he's had a couple where he has. Yeah, but that that might be due to the way that finishing. Oh, with, I'm looking. I'm so, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Yeah, that might be due to with some of the non-classifieds and stuff like that. The way that they work may be detrimental. Possibly, to yeah. his Record there. But yeah, like yeah. I've got an interesting stat for you uh, for them too. Mm-hmm. Alonso has been in front of Stoffel for eighty-five 
percent of the laps that they've raced <laughs> together. <laughs> that's yeah, that's pretty damning, isn't it? I don't want to give Alonso. I feel like Alonso deserves an okay grade. I feel like he's probably maybe a C plus to B minus to B territory. Oh, because... I was going to go higher than that, to be honest. <laughs> I was th- I was thinking B territory, if that okay. helps. We're, I was maybe even leaning towards a B plus. So should we average plus. all those out to a flat that's, B? That's a B. That's a straight B, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's in ninth yeah. in the championship in the what in what in a car that should be probably yeah. down the grid. It's they're seventh oh, absolutely. as a team, and for him to be only ninth is that's not bad. Going in that car, it shows you what he can do. So that's a flat B. There was a point earlier on in the season where he was the best of the rest guy as well, where he was hovering in sixth and stuff for quite a long yeah. time. Australia. So, <laughs> well, yeah, that's where he started. <laughs> um, okay, Van Dorn. Mm. Now, it feels to me like Van Dorn hasn't been able to hold a candle to Alonso for a couple of seasons now. No. And um, he has had some hard times with the car this year, but even so, it's... He's yeah, he hasn't 16th. scored any points since Baku, I believe. That's correct. I don't think so. Yeah, that's correct. So... D minus. D minus. That's... Mm. Feels possibly a little harsh, but considering some of it might be the car. Maybe, Maybe just flat a D. D, I think straight a flat D, D from me. Straight D. Yeah, straight yeah. D. I can go with we can that. Go, we can go with that. Stoffel van D. Um, moving on to Haas. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Haas. Now, ha- now we're getting into like the fun teams where they're actually, you know, they're on yeah, the up and they're doing, they're doing well. Positivity again. We, we sort of seesaw between positivity and negativity in this. Yeah. Um, so Haas. I think Haas are having an awesome season despite... Yeah. appearing at the beginning of the season to drive last year's Ferrari. I think it's actually <laughs> that car's sort of moved on a little bit from there now. And it's kind of become its own beast, hasn't it? Now? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. It seems that way. Um, so what we're saying about Haas, high point. I, I can tell you their low point straight away, actually. Their low point would be Australia, Australia where they where finger trouble ended the yep. race of both cars. <laughs> finger trouble. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I mean, f- probably fourth and fifth in um, Austria was... Yeah, probably that's, that's their best that's result of the season. Bad. They were, yeah, they were. Like they've they've sort of flirted with being best the rest a few times, but they were properly like the rest of the midfield couldn't really touch them in qualifying in Austria, which was super impressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, I I could say that's a I, good highlight for them. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would have given them a B. I'm going to downgrade it to a B minus, <laughs> just for silly things like not putting the wheels on properly when you're running the best you ever run in a race. Yeah. There's been a few little mistakes and stuff like that that just tarnishes it a little bit for me, but I think a B, I think I deserve a B minus. Okay. Yeah. B minus for Haas. Uh, Tom, do you, are you? Are we in agreement? Um, I could go along with that. I, I was sort of thinking high C's, maybe C plus or something originally, but yeah, I, I could maybe extend it up to a B minus, I guess. Yeah, I think I think B minus as well. I, I, I'm probably I was verging to a little bit. I was probably verging towards a B. So again, on balance, it probably is a B minus between yeah. the three of us. Perfect. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's give. I mean, we're going from B minus with Haas to Grosjean, who low point of the season. Feel got like... to be Spain for Grosjean, hasn't it? Oh yeah, that was a pretty abysmal, wasn't that it? It was an appalling crash that he had, like, to, to yeah. keep your foot planted the way he did. And then in uh, Azerbaijan, to just put it in the wall <laughs> under the yeah, safety he was... yeah, like 
<sighs> he's had a rough rough season, hasn't he, Grosjean? Yeah, and like we said last week, how do we think this maybe could be Grosjean's last? If he doesn't pick it up, then it's probably going to be his last season in Formula One. I think so as well. Um, so. um, D D minus maybe. I'm thinking D territory because there's been a lot of mistakes from him, and his teammate has not only outperformed him but shown more of what the potential of the car is. Um, and in all honesty, going into this season, you'd have probably expected it to be completely the other way around, given Magnussen's past. Yeah, totally. You'd have expected Grosjean to be the team leader, the one bringing home the points, and maybe Magnussen the one making the mistakes, which I feel really harsh for thinking that that was possibly what was going to happen at the start of the season now with the way that Magnussen <laughs> well, appears yeah, to have matured as a driver and yeah. come on the way that he has this season. Yeah, well, on to Magnussen. So we've got a D for Grosjean, I think, there. Um, yeah. On to Magnussen. He's, he's, he's really settled in nicely to this team, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah, in many ways, he's been a different driver this year to previous years. Um, he does still have his moments, like when he tried to kill uh, Gasly in Azerbaijan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he needs to um, get on top of that. He definitely, yeah, he definitely has these little moments where he seems to lose it and do silly things. But yeah, he's been really impressive, actually. Um, C? I think, it's, I think he gets a C. C. I was, I was more towards a C plus, I thought. Yeah, I was I thinking like C... C plus B. All right. Like, yeah. I, I think I'd that, even stretch to a B minus. Yeah, he he's been. I don't think I'll quite go that far, but it's a democracy. He's <laughs> been one of the best of the rest drivers for me. I think just because he's been fairly consistent, he's been bringing the points home for the team, almost breadwinning for the team for a while, um, and yeah. he's like part of the reason that they're in the strong position that they are. I think um, that's true. So mm. I, I was definitely thinking something B so B minus maybe okay um, I think I'm, I'm with you on a B minus for Magnussen I can be swayed yeah, yeah. okay so that's a B minus for Magnussen Renault <clears throat> Renault a tricky one this Renault, is tricky they? Renault are a bit tricky I feel like Renault should be beating Red Bull by now they should at least be much closer than they are yeah at the very least if yeah. we look at the gulf in points between the two teams We've got Red Bull on 223 points and Renault on only 82. And again, yeah. this is the works team, Renault. So it's not not really good enough, is yeah. it? Obviously, they inherited that team and it wasn't quite where... It, it still isn't probably quite where it needs to be in terms of being able to fight for championships. But yeah, when you've got that level of investment going into it and you're clearly sort of now making that engine for that car rather than for the Red Bull, how is it that the Red Bull can still have such an advantage? The only, I guess, any positive thing in all of that, though, is that they are still going in the right direction. Yeah. Like, mm. it's been several te- several years uh, now into this, like, new Renault project, and they are still, every season on season, improving, which is exactly what they need to be doing. Yeah, yeah. Right and now. I think that it's an unfortunate thing in in a sense that a lot of the work up to this point has been very much restructure reorganization than it has been car development which is why i think that that curve has been a slow growth um and with a lot of stuff a lot of changes that made at enstow and things like that i think that come next season 
I'm going to... I think this is why, obviously, Danny Rick has... You know, they, they've got to have shown him something. He, he, he can't go there expecting it to be the same old thing again. Like, And I think that the... Yeah. the that's a very Restructuring good point. at Ensto and things like that have maybe now finally put them in a position that working on next year's car, they're in a much stronger position and they, they might even be a, a, a dark horse of sorts next season. Fingers crossed. Well, I think for them, Possibly. like you say, for them to be able to pull in a, a tippy top driver like, like Ricardo, that's a real, real coup for that team. And oh, totally. yeah, for that reason, I'm going to grade them quite highly because obviously he has seen something that he likes in order f- for them to, to mm-hmm. have convinced him to come over there. Yeah. Um, and just that alone is worth like, a you know, that's worth a positive grading for me. So I am going to give Renault a B plus. I, I was Ooh. thinking B because I'd... As much as we don't see it, I think there's a lot going on behind the scenes that is pushing them in the right direction. Um, and at the end of the day, they are kind of pulling that best of the rest position at the moment. So They are probably the most consistent um, midfield team in the points. Yeah. yeah Particularly say, Hulkenberg. And it's I reflected- was going to say more of a C plus, but again, I can be swayed by you guys. Okay, shall we put it a B? I think then? I'd have just liked a little bit more from Either them this B year. Either B or but... B minus, somewhere around that point. Do we think that uh, the uh, question is? Do we think that they're doing better than Haas? Do they deserve a better mark than Haas? Well, they're higher up in the championship, but their budget is much higher. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, maybe they're on a par with Haas. So B minus, I think a B minus each. Set, yeah. yeah. Equal score seems fair. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Hulkenberg. Now Hulkenberg, it was leading. I don't, is he still leading the uh, best of the rest slot? Yes, midfield he championship. He's indeed. Yeah. Tier two championship of Formula One. He's in the lead mm-hmm. of it. Um, and yeah, uh, I mean, it, he should be because he's in the car that is in fourth place in the thing. So one of those yeah. guys. It's got to go to one of those guys. I think more of note with him is that I think most people expected science to give him a really hard mm. time mm. and he's quite handily outdone him. Um, yeah. 7.5 in qualifying, average of four tenths faster. Yeah. Um, wow. Quite a few more points than him. Um, actually, this has probably been one of Hawkenberg's best seasons. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Um, I'm going to give Hawkenberg a B plus. Ooh, interesting. Ooh. I just almost um, gave Renault a B plus, but I'm the B plus hmm. for Hulkenberg. I think he's he's in the right place. I'd say yeah. Hulkenberg he's, for him at the moment. For me, he's in that ballpark with Magnussen of like you know performing at the maximum the car can give him, um, and outdoing his teammate at the same sort of time. So that that B area is maybe where I would have put him. I don't know if I'd have quite gone to B plus, but. I think a regular yeah. B for me. A regular B. Okay, I'll I'll go with you two then. A regular B. Nice. Let's let's do that. And science. What we're we giving. So I'm going to try and sort of rattle this through a little bit quicker because we've gone quite far. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we're getting to the easy one soon. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Science. Science is tricky. Is I think he's been a bit a little bit disappointing this year. Um, I don't really get what all the hype is about science. You know, call me crazy, but I I just yeah. don't see it. Mm. Convince me. Someone do something to convince me that he deserves all this hype, please. I mean <laughs> if you can I think the hype's falling away for sure. I mean he was he was good at Toro Rosso. Yeah. He 
he beat drivers who got promoted to Red Bull ahead of him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think for me, it's like he just deserves to have had more of a shot than he does, and I think I have a soft spot for him just because of that. Like he at least deserves a shot at Red Bull, like we were saying last week. But yeah. Well, there's a lot. Of, actually, this season he's been a little bit disappointing. There's just all this talk of him being like a mini Alonso, and I just don't see it. I just that's can't. just a fight no, of the both Spanish, that, isn't it? <laughs> That's is it? That's just a terror. That's like just, a terrible yes, comparison. I think somebody down the line made. Yeah, generalization. Yeah. Um, um, I I don't think he's done that bad. Okay, so if we had to give him a grade, what's it? Probably be like something like a C minus for me or something. Like he's not had a terrible year. Yeah, I can but with that. he's not beating his teammates. So like he he's doing okay for me. C, so C minus probably. Okay, and are you in agreement with that, Chris? Yeah, I can go with that. Yeah, okay. For for speed, I'm going to agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Red Bull. What do we think mm. of Red Bull this year? Red Bull, <clears throat> they've done a lot of whining about Renault engines. <laughs> Again, they've slipped back down to that one. And they've obviously, they've changed now. They're signing over to Honda mm. for next season. Um but how have they performed the season so far? Low point was probably Azerbaijan when yeah. the teammates crashed Definitely into each other. low point. Yep. In classic Red Bull style. Yep. Uh, high point would one be... One of the wins. Ricardo's <laughs> one of the yeah. wins. Yeah, they've had a couple of wins, haven't they? So uh, Ricardo had I mean, a win them. in China and a win in Monaco. Yeah. That's got to be the high Winning point. Winning on... I mean, it's hard to pass Monaco, but also winning at their home track in Austria. Yeah, Austria. Yeah. So That's got to be good for them. One. I think, yeah, yeah. So some, some, some. The highs have been very high for uh, Red Bull this season, but and the lows have been miserable. Yeah, the lows. I mean, just last race alone was Max Verstappen's retirement in Hungary from yeah. what was it, fourth position, fifth position? He was yeah, in. and he was keeping up as well. That was the yeah. thing. Um, yeah. And the more it becomes apparent that all their moan, like blaming their problems on their engine, is not necessarily the whole truth, um, I think hurts their reputation a little bit. I think so. I think they're a. I think it's like a C for me. Wow, well, we're being very harsh today, guys. That's... I'm looking up the, down this list, and there's not. I'm not seeing many Bs. I, I think that could be harsh, <laughs> I mean, considering that they are actually managing to look like they could compete for wins on race pace. At certain circuits, yeah, I, I agree think with you they, there, Tom. they probably deserve a B too low. of some description. Maybe I mean, we, but we're talking about a team that's won four world championships, and they're yes, they're picking up wins, but only when circumstances drop. But in think their about favor. how far ahead of the works Renault they are. So there's obviously a huge amount of work going into that car, there is that. aside there is from that. the engine. Um, and with the Renault itself being so far behind, I'm, I'd never want to defend how much they moan about the Renault because they moan about it a lot. <laughs> but with the gulf between the two teams, you can see how much better of a structured team Red Bull has been for the last couple yeah. of years to be where they are in comparison. Yeah. So I think that's why they're a B for me, yeah. just because of how far ahead of the works team they actually are. I want okay. to. I I'll, want to give them a B as well. I don't. I don't think they're lower than a yeah. B. All right. I'll be. I'll be swayed. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> okay. Verstappen. What are we giving Verstappen? Um, a surprising qualifying day yeah. actually between them. It's nine uh, two in qualifying to Verstappen. Average of six mm-hmm. tenths faster, which is wow. 
damn impressive. That is impressive. It's just it, Verstappen's had a heck of a lot. Oh no, he's, he's not had more time. They've both They've had both a lot. Had of a lot. It's, it's a difficult yeah. one to judge this because when you're looking at those stats, there's there's a lot of retirements and and issues and stuff involved as well, isn't there? So yeah. Yeah, so Verstappen's had uh, three retirements mm. and Ricardo's had four retirements and Ricardo is ahead of Verstappen in the championship. Yeah. And let's not forget, it's the points that yeah. count yes. at the end of the day. You can qualify as fast as you want, but if you are not, if you don't have the consistency to, to get the car where it needs to be in terms of the championship, then you're not going to win. So has True. he beat his teammate? He's not beating his teammate. He's well, not far behind him. And let's not, let's not forget those first few races of the season where he was just crashing into people and spinning and doing all sorts. He had a shocking start yeah, to the season. Yeah, I think yeah. Ricardo's consistency when the car's been with him would score him higher than Max for me. Um, but obviously Max has been impressive when he's been on form and not making those mistakes. So it's hard to put too much of a gap between them. But I think you've got to mark Max down a little bit just for... Um, the the mistakes in the season that have ultimately cost himself. Oh yeah, um, totally. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say a C plus for Verstappen and a B minus for Ricardo. Okay, I'd. I think I can go. Yeah, with I, I was thinking C and B, so I can happily go with a tighter gap. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd go higher for Ricardo, but he's just being undone in a qualifying yeah. so we're saying c plus for verstappen b minus yeah i, could, I can go with that yeah yeah definitely okay. b minus okay that's not a lot in it not a lot in that okay ferrari no, Fer- which i think is reflective yeah ferrari they're uh they've brought obviously lots of updates to the engine the engine is where it needs to be again we could say class of the field arguably um yeah have they done enough with it this is the thing, isn't it? They've built possibly mm-hmm. the fastest car on the grid, possibly the fastest engine on the grid, but they've still made these little errors and stuff that have become sort of their thing of the last few years, haven't they? Mm. Um, I think, yeah, they... I mean, partly circumstance, like obviously Hungary, they should have won, if not for wet qualifying. Um, but they should be leading both championships at this point they should be I think well think of Germany as well Vettel should have won that that was his to lose and he lost it yeah Um, they absolutely should be leading both championships and they're leading neither so yeah if you look across the results Raikkonen's actually had more consistent much more consistency yeah than Vettel has in terms of results he's had a few thirds a few seconds a couple of seconds a fourth and a sixth and Vettel's had just the one retirement and finished yeah, down in eight. Yeah, I think that Raikkonen's consistency is what saves him, but do you not think as well that he could actually be doing better if he was applying a little bit more to it? Do you, do you think that... I think phoning it in is a harsh term, but do you know what I mean? He, he, he doesn't drive to the maximum of his potential a lot of the time, I think, and that's just purely because of the way that the team's structured around Sebastian. I definitely don't think he's got as much fight in him these days. Yeah. Like, he does give up some moves a little too easily. Um, mm. It's hard. I'd. It's hard, hard to rate Ferrari, isn't it? They should be an A. 
They should be an yeah. A, but they're not an A. They're definitely for me. They're not an A. They've not done enough the with question, what they've got. The question is, are they B plus or A minus? Is where where are they? Are they not an A completely? Well, I think if you if you've got such a good car and you should, they really really should be leading the championship at this point. They should be quite far, yeah. far ahead in the championship, really, and they're really not. And to me, that lowers them mm. even lower than it. Potentially, that could even be down to like a C for me. Because you, when you've got that, when you've, that been harsh. I know, I know, this yeah, is this is harsh. this is harsh. But listen, that when you've got such a strong package, you absolutely need to make the most of it. It makes such a difference, and they're really not. And they're going to lose this championship as a result. Now, when there's so much on the line, yeah, for me, that 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 drops you down a few. Mm, some of it. Some of it is not out of the team, not out of the team's control per se. But like, obviously, Vettel's crash in Germany. You, I don't think you can land the blame at, for that at the team realistically because it was a, it was Vettel's own mistake. Yeah, I mean, there were some dodgy strategy, strategy choices yeah. leading up to mm, it. Yeah, but he's I don't know. He he essentially admitted like he took his mind off it for a moment and made a mistake, which yeah. unfortunately happens. And had that been different, the, those championship standings are very different in both drivers and constructors just from that one result. Uh, so I think that I, the team are to blame on some fronts, yes, but there's definitely been driver mistakes involved. Uh, so I think going too low would be a little harsh, but they should be doing better. So that's maybe where it's a B rather okay. than an A. I'll, I'll I'm take, around a B, B minus. I'll take a B. I was just going to say, I'll take a B minus. I'll, I'll, I can do that. We can compromise on <laughs> a B minus. Yeah. We have like from that? where they've been in recent years, I would say that they've, that's they've about in, right. From what, yeah, they've in, they and where they improved. could be this year. They have improved on 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 past seasons, but they've just not. They've improved so much that you expect more from them. I think it's it's the same. You know, it's exactly yeah. the same reason that we put McLaren down low, was because you expect so much more, and Ferrari you do expect a lot more. So, Raikkonen, what are we going to do next? Uh, what are we going to give um, Raikkonen? Sorry, only out qualified his teammate twice all season. Um, as we discussed last week, he's missed a third place. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, he's not got a team around him that will put him in a position to get more than second at any given moment anyway. Mm-hmm. I actually think Raikkonen has been driving pretty decently this year. I think he's been driving um, good. His consistency is good. His qualifying pace, like you say, leaves something to be desired, but his race pace has been on it. And like you say, you know, a lot of his thirds or seconds have come around because mm-hmm. the team wants their two drivers in a particular order and that comes at the detriment to him. I like I love how you say so. that. The team wants their drivers in a particular order. <laughs> <laughs> it's very diplomatic. Yeah. Um so <laughs> what what grade would you give him, Tom? Um oh, oh Chris. I'd I'd be happy giving him a B in all honesty because I don't think I think had he maybe stood up to the team and pushed a little hmm. more, he could be pushing like B plus and A's because he would have been getting better results. But I think judging on the fact that he does just kind of sort of do what the team says and settle for the seconds and thirds is why he's a B for me. Maybe B minus. Okay, I can go on, Chris. Yeah, I was hovering around a C plus B minus. So. Yeah, I was probably hovering... I, I, 
maybe we should do Vettel first because Vettel should be leading this championship before we commit to giving Raikkonen a grade. Because <laughs> I, I, I struggle to give Raikkonen a better grade than Vettel because obviously Vettel has been the better driver. The points, you know, the points speak for themselves. Um, if we're going to put Raikkonen on a B minus, then Vettel, I don't think, is much better. No, I was aiming to put Seb somewhere in the B plus sort of territory because he's made that one mistake that's cost him um, in Germany. But generally, other than that, he's he's been where he needs to be. Other than when the team have like maybe let him down, like being caught out with the wet quality in Hungary and stuff like that is. It, I don't know. Like to me, he's not driven bad this season. He, but he has got one critical no. mistake that's seriously cost him, which is you know almost dropping him a grade for me because he's got a potential to be A if there wasn't the mistake. Well, what about the the start of the race in Spain where he hit Bottas, just drove clean into him? Yeah, yeah. You've got the same thing for Raikkonen though as well, hitting Hamilton. Then that's true. Yeah, in France. Uh, in Great Britain. Um, yeah. Also, there was uh, Azerbaijan where he was in the lead. He was, he, you know, he had the legs on the two Mercedes and he locked up into turn one and they went through. Um, mm. he, he's He's yeah. been, a, it feels to me like he's been in strong positions and the pressure has almost got to him this season at times. Mm. Maybe like at the end of the day, um, he's no like much, yeah. what is it, twenty four points behind Lewis? Yes, like he's practically let's call it a win behind Lewis. All it takes is a one moment retirement. in one race and a retirement exactly, and it suddenly swings back around where you know it's, it's the other way around again. So it. I think to be that close to him still, compared to the years that we've had previously, what what we don't want is them hitting races like Singapore again and then suddenly that being like, right, that's it, the season's done. And at the moment, they are managing to keep it close enough between them, uh, between Ferrari and Sebastian. They're just about managing to keep it there, which... I don't think Lewis has been perfect this year, in all honesty. Um, no, no, absolutely. No, so, I'd, I still think that had Vettel not made the mistakes he's made, he'd be an A, but the mistakes that he's make, making are bringing him down to a B for me, just because those are the kind of mistakes that will creep into races when you, you're fighting for leads and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, let's not forget he still had some pretty Yeah, and drives through train. the field as well to recover positions, so... Yeah, yeah. which is typical, was always a criticism of him was that he can't yeah. drive through the field and overtake, which he's kind of pretty yeah, wrong. Yeah, he showed us he could do that in If France. we're giving Raikkonen a B-, I'm going to go for a B for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you both there. I think, yeah. that's, I think that's fair. That, I think he scrapes ahead of Raikkonen, but I don't think Vettel has been that much better than Raikkonen this season. I think it's without the back. If he didn't have the backing of the team, I don't know that Vettel would be beating Raikkonen. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's my opinion. Shall we move on to Mercedes? Yeah. 
Let's do that. Yes. Okay, Mercedes, top of the top of the top of the charts. <laughs> mm. Um again, not necessarily through their own doing, but more through people around them falling over, arguably. Um They've definitely had a bit of luck, haven't they, in places this season. They've had a bit of luck. They've got a driver in the and lead they definitely and a driver in fourth. And they haven't built such a world-beating car no, this year. definitely not. Or they have, and everyone else has also built... Oh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're at a one. point where they're struggling to make significant leaps per season, which is obviously why everyone's starting to catch them. Um, yeah, definitely. What they do do, though, is make the most of every opportunity and don't really make strategic errors. I'd say Bottas' strategy in Hungary is probably an exception, but otherwise... Yeah. They've been pretty on They've it. They've definitely like had that. more of them this year than in the past, though, from memory. There's been a lot more yeah. questioning, like, what are Mercedes doing here to an extent, I think. Um, it's tough. They're obviously it doing tough. I'd say that they're doing better than Ferrari. Um, you know but what? they could I also be the doing f- better. I think the thing with Mercedes is. I'd say that they have the second best car right now. Yeah. And yeah, when they, so. the strength of that team is when they work out the issues that they have with the car, they're very, very quick developing remedies for it. Um, and that, if they do win this championship, that is going to win the championship for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, we don't want to count chickens just yet. We don't know how the rest of the championships hmm. will unfold. But yeah. Given where they are I mean, and what they've got, and the history of that team in the last few years, you know they could be on for five in a row this year. Yeah, I mean, can we really give the team leading the championship? Less than I don't a? think we can, to be honest. Yeah, because it's it's not it's can. not we're doing a minus. <laughs> yeah, it, it needs to, to me. It needs to be a or a minus because there's you've got to say that there's room for improvement because there is. Yeah. Um, I think that, well, that's the difficulty doing it like this is there's always, always, always room for improvement. And that's probably why we come across like hypercritical, but then like it, it's formula (laughs) one. And if you're not hypercritical, you don't win championships. So yeah. A minus it is for Mercedes. Bottas, what are you going to give him? Bottas. So he's been much closer to losing qualifying than previous yeah. year, I think. It's 7-5 between them, um, less than a tenth between them. He should have two or three wins and bad yeah. luck took them away from him. Yeah, that's true. I think his position in the standings does not reflect the way he's driving this year, honestly. He's had some bad races, don't get me wrong, but... Mm. What did we give Kimmy? We have Kimmy a B minus. Yeah, I, I think he needs to be in the yeah. same ballpark as them because I think I think Bottas. Yeah, Bottas. I, I think Bottas. he needs to be around there because what Vettel's losing in his own inconsistency from a scoring point of view, Bottas is unfortunately losing from a reliability or issues point of view, but like a bad luck yeah. sort of thing. But yeah, I'd struggle to give him much more than either of the two Ferrari drivers just because he's not got the win and things like that. So, yeah, I I think B's a fair place to put Bottas for the moment. That's a a B for Bottas. Do we see a win coming Bottas' way at any point this season? I think so. I think there's a win in him. He's got to. absolutely got to. I think he might turn it... uh, Often, like, the summer break comes around and and the drivers sort of find something that they 
maybe lost before maybe they needed a bit of an unwind or something like that um you see it often like someone will come back from mid-season and and start yeah winning or doing better hopefully hopefully he'll be in that camp we've also got um russia coming up which is a more favored track for valtteri so yeah he he likes it there doesn't he yes Yes. that's a good good chance for him to maybe pick up a win so hamilton as for lewis um we've kind of already said most what we need to i think um he's i mean he's had a few ropey weekends again as he tends to do yeah but he's still i mean he's only got one he's got one retirement otherwise he's not been lower than fifth mm. to me hamilton five it wins. felt for a little while that hamilton had sort of lost his head a little bit when i think when he's not yeah. when he's not leading the championship yeah, the slow start. yeah when he's not leading he I think his mind can sometimes he can struggle to manage his mind. I think sometimes I think, which is yeah. absolutely fair enough. You know, it's it's a very very high pressure sport, and it must be a challenge for anyone. I think that's why we've seen Vettel made these kind of mistakes that he has as well, because yeah, yeah. it's all my mind management. And this is probably the closest season that we've had in. Oh, I, when Ages. I mean, when was it? Yeah, <laughs> when was it as close? When when I, when have you seen? a swing in the season like we've had between the top two this season. I don't think I've ever seen it go yeah. back and forth so many times. You don't, you don't get that. No, not at all. Yeah. So so obviously that's a big challenge for all the drivers and Hamilton at the moment has come out on top. So for me, I I, I am going to struggle to give him less than an A just to, to in the face of the adversity yeah. that he's had, to, to bring it back and to to come through those struggles and still come out on top, I think it I think, says a lot about a character. I think the thing that he needs to sort um, at the minute is his, his driving in the pack in the sense that whenever he's in the pack, he seems to get this really, like, it comes across as a very downbeat mood from the bits that we do get to hear. And I know, obviously, we don't get to hear a lot of it, but you hear yeah. a lot of what sounds almost like pessimism, like, um, you know, I can't get past these guys or, you know, is it not, we need to do something different because this isn't working. Like, and I can understand that the stress of being in the pack in a, such a highly contested championship will lead you down that sort of road. But I don't know. I just think that that's where he needs to improve for me is because have have we really seen like a a stunning through the field drive from Lewis? Yeah, yeah, we have. We, uh, Great Britain, Great Britain. He drove from about what was it about fifteenth on the grid or something? Sixteenth was he? And he yeah, nearly, nearly won, won it. it. It was in mm. second, finished second, and he I guess really I guess really won nearly then. won it. So and and there's definitely still been those weekends where he just looks yeah and, but well. they're the weekends where he's in that good mood that i think that's the difference between them like what what you would yeah, be <laughs> you would be no but what, what i mean what i mean is like he's driving when he drives through the field in a good mood and he's got some positivity behind him he does cut through the field and he just gets on with it but then other weekends he just seems like really downbeat about it complains and then that's your weekend where he's sort of say fifth or sixth and he just about gets to the back of the leaders but doesn't really get any further through the field, which you'd expect mm. him to be able to do regardless. So, uh, I don't know that I agree with you there, Tom. I'm sorry, so mate. You, but are you saying that he's got not? He's done nothing wrong this season, then? 
I'm not. Well, I'm certainly not saying he's done nothing wrong this season. But I, I, in terms of like being able to drive through the field, no, I'm not saying he can't. I'm saying what he needs to do is be more consistent about it, not lose his head a little bit. Yeah, he needs to keep his head because, again, this comes down to the, a championship this close. That that could be where the championship is won or lost in races like that, where the you're not driving to your full potential because you're in a mood over something. In the same way that yeah. not concentrating on so, the mistakes in Vettel's okay. case. Okay, so what grade are we going to give him? Let's see if you were to express all of that in a letter grade. <laughs> probably, the, probably whatever we've given the team. I think like an A minus or something. An A minus. Like he, he's okay. definitely been the best A-. person, but there's a lot that can be improved on. I think realistically. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um, that's it that's all the great so obviously Mercedes come out on top uh, with Ferrari and uh, Red Bull actually we graded higher than Ferrari there we gave Red Bull a B and Ferrari a B minus but that's obviously because um, Ferrari should be I think that's what it's more down to what they're doing with the machinery I think so Um, Renault we got a B minus Haas a B minus as well Force India a C McLaren an E Toro Rosso D Sauber C plus and Williams also an E so Hmm. A lot of work to do at Williams there. Um, we also had lots and lots of inbox box box from you guys um, on your uh, thoughts on the first half of the season. Uh, we don't want to just rush through it uh, in the last couple of minutes of this podcast. So I think we're going to save all of that for next week where we can give it a bit more room to breathe and answer some of your questions. Um, so if you do have any more thoughts on the first half of the season, uh, favourite races, drivers you think have performed well, whatever, uh, send it all in and we'll get yeah, to it next week. Absolutely. So um, just before we go, final final one for you both. Um, I'm going to spring this on you now. What grade are we going to give Formula One as a whole? Ooh. Hmm. Um, do you know what? I'm enjoying this season more than I've enjoyed F1 for a few years now. So I'm going to give it maybe a B plus. A B plus? <laughs> Still, still room to improve, hmm. but still very good. Have, a solid. Have we had result. any weird faux pas this season? Like, um, for example, the American introductions and stuff. Oh, uh, we've not had like a. We've not Nothing had the like shadow that, of an eagle no. fly yeah, across the stuff track like yet, that or anything like that. No crazy. Oh, we, we've had some uh, some awful Heineken brand. Oh yeah, that's at bad. Canada. Right, B B plus B plus. Okay, I'm going to say A minus because I've had a cracking time so far. Talk, talking <laughs> about the season with you two so far has been brilliant, and it has been a hell of a and season. yeah, just the swing, the swing and the te- the intenseness, the the oh the action. It's it's been such a good season. We've had probably two races that have been uh, not what they could have been, and I think because we're so used to those particular two races being such good ones. And then for them to turn out not yeah. to be so good after such a great start to the season made them seem a bit worse than they mm. were. But overall, I think it's been a banging season so far. So yeah, yeah. it's been roll great, on the next yeah. one. Okay, so join us next week when we head to Silverstone for round three of the World Endurance Championship Super Season. Um, we're going to be there. So if you're there, come say hello. Um, and we'll be back to tell you all about our day out watching Button and Alonso at the six-hour race. And of course, we will be previewing Spa. A Formula One race at Spa already, yeah, yeah, that's come around really, really quick. Um, 
You can find us on Twitter at Back of the Grid F1, uh, on Facebook if you search Back of the Grid, on Instagram at Back of the Grid, and of course on the website backofthegrid.com. If you want to follow me, I'm Stu underscore PX. Uh, Tom is Tom King 89 and Chris is at TNM Chris. Um, please, please, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the show. It helps us loads. Um, and that is it for this week. So it's goodbye. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.